What have you brought us out here for? To die in the wilderness? There weren't enough graves in Egypt? And as God revealed himself time after time, they believed, and then the next chapter you read that they disbelieved. Back and forth. And it's a good book to relate to. And as we sort of laugh at the children of Israel and point our, point our finger of fun at them, realize that it's a mirror, because we often believe God and the next day disbelieve God. Much the same pattern. And that's why I like the Bible. It's honest. It doesn't talk about its heroes as never failing, as always up on top, strong faith, pressing forward, never depressed. It tells the truth about them, that they were crumbs much like we are many times. <laughs> that they believed God and did wonderful things as the Holy Spirit used them, but they failed and had uh, a lot of crummy things in their lives as well. And that's why I love the Bible. Not that they did crummy things, but that the Bible tells us that they did and it was honest about its heroes. And so, the children of Israel were fruitful. They increased abundantly, multiplied, and they grew exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. And there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Now, you remember back in Genesis when God spoke to Abraham concerning his seed and he was promising Abraham about the covenant and that he would bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey. Genesis is the beginning of the covenant that God begins with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Exodus is the renewal of that covenant. But you remember an interesting prophecy that God told Abraham. He said, and your seed will become mighty, but will sojourn in a land and be in bondage in the land of Egypt for 400 years, and then I will deliver them with a mighty hand. God told Abraham that hundreds of years before it happened. Here in the book of Exodus, we see the children of Israel growing and being very uh, mighty, a lot of people, a lot of Hebrews in the land, God's prophecy to Abraham being fulfilled. Pretty soon we're going to see Egypt uh, persecuting the children of Israel mightily as we go on. So it says, um, as they grew mighty, that there arose a king who knew not Egypt. Uh, who knew not Egypt, yes. Mm -hmm. Who knew not Joseph. Now that's sort of a strange verse because everyone in Egypt knew Joseph. He was their national hero. He was world-renowned. But the failure of the Egyptians is that they didn't tell their children about their hero. All of Egypt loved Joseph. He was a wise man. But what was the failure of the parents? They didn't tell their children about Joseph. And so there arose a whole new generation who didn't even know who he was. One of the mightiest men that Egypt and Israel ever saw. Which shows that as parents, I was going to say we, but I don't have any, so. But if I did... The responsibility of parents to teach their children concerning the things of God. Don't leave it up to Sunday school. You know, if you totaled up an hour uh, a week, you'd come up with about 52 hours a year, two days a year your children spend in Sunday school. And if they're only getting it in Sunday school, I pity them. They should be getting it at home. They should be... And although I was re raised in a very strict denomination with a lot of doctrines that weren't scriptural, I thank God for the time that my parents sat down and told me about God and told me how to pray and told me that Jesus Christ was Lord. And I thank God for those basic foundations I was brought up with as a little child, praying to Jesus Christ, knowing God. And so this generation knew not Joseph. And it says, he said to the people, look, the people of the children of Israel are mightier are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and it happen in the event of war that they join our enemies and fight against us 
and so go up out of the land. Therefore they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh supply cities, uh, Pithom and Ramses. These were cities that Egypt had the Jewish slaves build for food supplies, uh, probably the program that Joseph initiated to store up food. Uh, they built cities to store food and arms for war. Actually, in Egypt, many of the monuments, if you've ever been there, that you see today were built by Jewish slave labor under the uh, bitter bondage of the Egyptians. So the Jewish people were uh, responsible for, for building even a lot of the existing shrines and monuments in Israel today. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. I love that. When God is in control, no matter what is happening externally, God can make one grow. And so they were afflicted, but they multiplied and grew, and they were in dread of the children of Israel, so that the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve...